we're live. I forgot it warns you so you can't yeah. be uh, yeah. caught off guard when you're jacking off on the <laughs> Zoom call. Fans, customers on here without them knowing they're being recorded. <laughs> that was for Jeffrey Tubin to be like, uh, we had to make a new rule that you know you're saying recording now. So in case you can zip your pants back up. <laughs> that poor motherfucker. Let's see the AMC dude. No, is there another one? I mean, everyone's yeah, yeah. got to be. We're only here with the famous ones, but you can imagine the hundreds of people who were caught naked or taking a shit this year when everyone's talking on the computer and oh, they don't yeah. realize that, like, anytime you're in front of a webcam, just act like it's on. There's no reason not to. Well, the AMC, uh, yeah, so I guess it wasn't Zoom, but the AMC CEO was, like, doing an interview and um, and he wasn't, he was just wearing boxers or whatever. And I guess, like, something fell. Dress for the and, job you want, I guess, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like is this like a, a ploy to just like <laughs> represent amc for what they are um, yeah. and yeah he like got something fell and he like picked it up and it was on it was like on the news too okay so he did have like a like a shirt and tie but then he just wasn't wearing pants i like right. that right yeah but i mean not as bad as some of the stuff he's seen you know when yeah. the pandemic first started yeah i like i like the, the person who was taking a shit it's like you took the you took the thing in with you like oh, i gotta be able to hear it but i can't leave this meeting but i don't have to i can just openly take a shit <laughs> yeah like you can excuse yourself or you're like, i need to use the bathroom you know like it's insane to be like well i can't it can't wait it just cannot wait my favorite my favorite one it, like this happened to my mom when she my mom did like a year or two working at with for some assholes in andover between jobs mm -hmm. and um they're all a bunch of like rich white dudes who were like basically retired and wanted to manage a call center for some reason yeah everyone's uh retirement dream either buy a boat or manage a call center <laughs> what the hell seriously so um my mom was in andover and like a couple of the guys were over zoom this is a few years ago and one of them's mm -hmm. name was richie and he was like this Richie really, rich. really, really fit, like uh, condescending fucking white dude who was like talked about eating healthy and going to the gym and whatever it is and had his fucking giant McMansion Andover and all the usual bullshit. Mm -hmm. And they're all on a call and um, and he's in a bathrobe like when the call's on with a bottle of Tito's fucking glugging. Oh, I, I actually like this guy now. Just in like eight in the morning just i want to hate him but he's a complete maniac i yeah, love him just the, the, the bubbles are, are floating to the top and, <laughs> they, and they think that he's he's it's a they think that he's being funny like oh yeah <laughs> oh he filled it with water it's a joke yeah, whatever yeah. nice one man yeah no, and then he just doesn't stop and like richie hey richie and he's like he's like then looks at the camera and he goes slams the whole thing i was like God. that's the that's the worst response you can do it just means that we all know what was going on and you're embarrassed yeah, he about just it. played it off like it was a joke like, like gotcha he's like yeah. it's, 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 it's just water I, 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 it's eight in the morning why would i be drinking it's a joke it's a joke it's like oh very good you're a good actor it's just water Welcome to the Dylan and Joe 
basement with a B from the basement podcast. Where are your hosts, Dylan? And Joe. We have an, a special guest this week. It's been too long since we had a guest on, don't you think so, Dylan? I definitely think so. We uh, love our guests and our episodes with guests are always more colorful. And today's guest, our celebrity guest, our astronaut specialist, world renowned. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Joe, throw it in there. My brother, Aaron Armitage. Aaron, say hi to everyone. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Thanks for coming on, on Aaron. Stuff. Love to have you on, man. I haven't talked to you in forever, and I wouldn't talk anything more about the subject that we have today, which, of course, we can't spoil with the title or the preamble I always put on afterwards that ruins the, <laughs> the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but what are we talking about this week, Dylan? Does it have anything to do with our outfits or our backgrounds as per usual? depends on what you think of me i'm either a prisoner or i'm a member of a special group that's going to colonize the rest of the universe in my spacesuit. and joe <laughs> is in his nasa shirt right so, the dead giveaway today's that's today's right we're doing alcatraz part two <laughs> back to the rock you our it. first sequel <laughs> but no we're doing um space colonization Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it's one of the most human things that we can see looking back at history is just spread out and seek more, whatever the frontier is, you know, exploring, observing and just planting your seed, whether that means actually putting food in the ground or just spreading that seed between your legs around wherever you can. You want to make more of you. You want to repopulate, overpopulate, spread out. That's the human thing. And at some point here coming up, you know, people have been predicting that's going to be any day now for years and years and years, much like the apocalypse, people always think we're going to run out of room next week. I mean, in the 1800s, they thought that the total population would hit a billion and then we'd all die because it'd be too many people. But at some point, we're going to run out of room here. And people started looking towards the stars as the same people, the same way people looked off of the coast of the Atlantic and looked and said, well, there must be some more shit out there. We can spread out and do that. And uh, there's going to be a lot of parallels between colonization on planet earth and maybe uh colonizing the stars themselves yeah looking ahead and um according to my research the uh first time humans went to mars was in the 30s by the germans (laughs) oh oh is that the uh the second reich that made it there on time (laughs) so uh, is that true well no one's ever set foot on mars so i can't imagine that's true okay 
Got it. All right. I mean, granted that no one had even well, been was, in space. Yeah. I was like, go ahead, Darren. Could have been propaganda. Who knows? <laughs> oh, you think it might have been? <laughs> yeah, you know, a little cardboard cutout of a person on, on Mars, <laughs> South Park style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd buy it. <laughs> They'd be lucky to have a good picture of Mars in the 30s and yeah. put a, put a uh, you know, a photosensitive light bulb camera up to a telescope and take a picture of the thing. I'm surprised <laughs> they even knew it was red uh, 100 yeah. years ago. So, so to, to add a little context to where I'm getting this from, there's a guy named William Tompkins who's been publishing books on aliens, ancient aliens, Nazis in Antarctica, and mm-hmm. all this fucking shit since uh i don't think he's still alive anymore but he's like really really out there and he said that mars was first visited by the germany germans as far back as the 30s and during the 70s there was a secret u.s space program that was actively exploring mars and other planets to establish bases holy shit was known as solar warden under project solar warden (laughs) um they started colonizing mars and other planets and uh, wow people really think this and um if they were if they were able to get to Mars in the 30s, then wouldn't the space the space race in the 60s be like a joke? <laughs> yeah. In 1970, the, one like year earlier, the they made it to the moon, but they're already on Mars, so <laughs> yeah. it's all it's all secretive. Yeah. Long gone. Yeah. That was just that was just a cover-up for for the Nazis going to Mars. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's a miracle we even made it in 69, but they're thinking, oh yeah, no, you know, 40 years earlier, yeah, it's fine. We were already up there. We didn't even have the V2 rocket yet, but we were just, you know, flying planes, I guess, to Mars. I don't know what the fuck they think was going on. Under that bell or whatever they're doing to get there, but this is old news. (laughs) It's old news. I'm guessing hot air balloons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just keep floating up and up and away. I mean, we know when you let your balloon go after a birthday party, it goes to space. That's where it goes to Mars, most likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mars is up, so if it keeps going up, you get there. Right, space Mars is up. It's not down. Right, exactly. But yeah, that kind of dovetails into like uh, why I came up with this subject today for us to talk about is mostly because space is on people's brains. We got a bunch of major corporations looking over the horizon, pun intended, at all these places we're going to go to. And obviously, they're thinking this is kind of a flaunting of you know dick measuring contest like people like jeff bezos and uh uh richard branson trying to fly to space already the first ones in space elon musk is already planning a martian colony up in his head he he, uh sometimes his dreams are too big for his britches i think but that got me thinking about what what is the future of space colonization because it to me it's almost no doubt that we're going to try to do it i mean humans like i said we get the technology for it we keep exploring keep spreading out and uh is it going to be a, a couple of rich assholes getting there and setting up McMansions in the place no one's been before? Or is it going to be a little bit different than that? And is it more difficult than it seems on the page? Or is it really easy? And they did it in the 1930s. I don't know. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, No problem. Like literally the airplane was just invented. It's not even a problem. Yeah, it's so much easier. Everyone's just making a big oh, deal out of nothing. Mars. <laughs> <laughs> well, to put it into context, so here's here's the thing. And Joe just doesn't want to talk about this too much because he thinks they all have their hands up their ass and he doesn't care. But yeah. here's the thing. In 2005, the automotive industry thought that electric, the, the, like a successful electric car wouldn't show up till the 2050s, like 50 years later. They just said, it's just, it's just not, there's just not enough there to make this be like a mass scale 
reliable, good. Yeah. No thanks to the automotive industry that has been suppressing that idea for 80 years or something like that. So obviously they thought it wasn't coming because they were actively trying to dissuade people from building What did we say again? 2050? Let's keep pushing it. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we can make it 3000. Who knows? Keep pushing. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Not a chance. Gasoline engines with less than 300 mile range. We can't do a car that can do that. That's electric. Can't happen. So NASA, NASA said the same thing about going to Mars. Uh, Mm -hmm. somewhat recently, like in 2015 or 16, they said, we're not, we, we have planned missions to Mars in the 2050s. Yeah. For human beings, you mean by then? Cause it's, it's a hundred times the distance to the moon. It's like the moon is, um, 250,000 miles away. Mars is 200, uh, what? 250 million miles away. I don't know the exact figures, but so. it it is not even close. I mean, it's the closest yeah. planet by far, but it changes how far it is away because when we talk about going to Mars, you think about the orbits, we go to Mars when the orbits are as close as possible. Twice so right. part of the year, there's a time where Mars is three, four times longer distance away from us because it orbits the sun too and not at the same rate at all. So think about us, an hour hand and a minute hand going around the clock. At some point, they're pretty close, but it's at another point, they're completely opposite. So Mars is at its closest about three months away from the, the from the technology we have now. If we leave it the exact perfect time to make it the closest journey possible, the other rest of the time of the year, it's years away. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's actually a thousand times farther away from us than it is to the moon. Wow. So the moon took us three days to get there in the 60s. And it means basically that, uh, yes, I, I don't know the numbers, but somewhere between three and eight months, it would take uh, super secret uh, future astronauts to get to Mars. And also, sure, yeah. so just a little couple, because we got to throw some Mars facts in here because this is our most probable best fit for space mm-hmm. colonization. Yeah, let's talk about what, what's our best option in it's our Mars. solar system now, right? You so, think yeah. Mars is, seems to be the consensus for sure, yeah. Yep. Yep, exactly. So besides the fact that uh, it's already been colonized and uh, completely destroyed over the past you know million or billion years by other, yeah, know, our previous. But but don't forget we colonized America too, and there was plenty of people there already. But you still count it as colonization. Not a for us, yeah, not a problem. <laughs> the same thing. But so we do that we'll, again. We'll just go there. Yeah, and it sounds like, and, uh, sounds like we're afraid of the <laughs> We're hoping there's not people there, but the, if there is, no big deal. Yeah, it's we got plenty of diseases to bring with us. It's just yeah. the Germans again. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sprechen Sie Martian? Martian. Mars is 96% CO2, so obviously can't really breathe the air there. Um, on average, it's negative 81 degrees Fahrenheit. Very Ooh, cool. Chilly. Yep. And and the interesting thing that I learned over the past couple of days is that the surface area on Mars of land is the same as Earth. Anyone know why? No water. That's it. There's no water. So it's actually the same amount of land mass, if not more, than the Earth. Because the, and yeah. the, it's obviously smaller, but it's... It's like there's no water. So. It's a good deal there's smaller, a, though, if you put it that way, right? There's a lot of similarities. I mean, not just that. They also have uh, – Mars also has poles, just like Earth. Um, and, yeah, I think, I think you know, stepping in here, the one of the biggest issues is that it gets very, very – it's very, very cold on Mars. Like you said, minus 81 degrees Fahrenheit on average. 
I read something like on the at the polls, it could get as low as minus 220 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Which is like, which is a little bit worse than weather, 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 but um, (laughs) I mean, that's even difficult for machinery to work in that temperature, never mind human bodies. And then going back to Dylan's point about, you know, it takes, or you, your point, it'll take three months to get there, you know, like that. And then the temperature, like this requires a significant, significant innovation in technology that is um, far more advanced than what it required to get to the moon. Right. Right. Um, and, and so, um, so I, I was reading a little bit about, you know, the, the temperature there and like how we solve that problem. And in, (laughs) I know you don't want to talk about the billionaires, but I'm going to bring him in for a (laughs) Oh, no, no. I just said, I don't give a fuck about him. We have to talk about him, right? That's going to be fun. Oh yeah. I don't give a fuck. Hell yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, elon musk in 2016 was uh on colbert and he was talking about um you know how he would essentially make mars habitable um that's exactly what we're here to talk about yeah and he later bet he was like you know for the talk show whatever but then he later did an interview actually last year um, where he backed up these claims and then um, elaborated on on his meth- his idea here. And it's actually been um, supported by um, scientists and, and others as well, like Neil deGrasse Tyson um, and others. Shout out. And so, yeah. And so- In case you're uh, listening to Neil Tyson, we're, we're fans, fans of your yeah. work. <laughs> so basically, <coughs> there are two- ways that we can warm up mars there's a slow way and there's the fast way mm-hmm. the and we're talking way, about terraforming right that, that's like one of the big things you have to think about you're trying to colonize a new planet you either start to build a space station right on top of it as if you're still in outer space but you're just gravity holds you down or you can try to make it livable beyond just being in a space capsule the whole so time which would takes terraforming or terraforming this would be okay. essentially getting a the temperature to where earth is because i believe i read uh mars's atmosphere is one percent as thick as earth's so basically yeah. any heat that goes to mars is going to escape mm-hmm. um and so one method of warming up mars would be to assemble a bunch of satellites that literally reflect rays from the sun to the planet that would otherwise avoid the planet and would warm it up that way. And that's a slow process, but I mean, SpaceX is developing, you know, they're sending satellites up to to do like, you know, to provide like service, cell service for for like everywhere in the world, essentially like 10,000 sets. So they, they have technology in place, um, or at least in progress. But um, but yeah, that's that's the slow way of, of warming up Mars. The fast the fast way is the more interesting one, um, and it's I, I I think you know if we had to jump ship, you know if Earth got too hot or whatever, then and we had to. Oh, see that coming in the future. I don't think there's any reason why Earth would get too much hotter than it is now, right? <laughs> we should be all right. 
if you yeah, say let's yeah. just on the hypothetical that earth might be warmer we might need to leave what will we it's do? just a legion of dads uh just controlling the thermostat um, <laughs> <laughs> um but uh if earth yeah so if we had to jump ship quick elon's idea that has been backed up is to nuke mars nuke the poles specifically and so nuking the poles would actually um, gasify the CO2 and um, in the water that is frozen, currently ice on the planet. And, yeah, and there's a lot of, a lot of frozen uh, carbon dioxide at the right. poles too, right? Because it's so cold, it can freeze that, yeah. which is what, how you make dry ice basically. But if you could heat that up, it would add to the CO2 in the atmosphere, which would make it right. more thick than it is CO2 already. CO2 is a greenhouse gas. So yeah, which might be the reason why we're leaving the first place. Why don't we exactly. just... Exactly. That's hilarious. The reason why we have to leave Earth is because we nuked it to hell and the greenhouse gases made it too hot to live in. What do we do for the new planet? Well, we probably nuke it to hell and add some greenhouse gases in there. Our problem is our solution. Yeah, humans. <laughs> one solution nuke yeah, it we're one trick yeah. pony nuke it and make it uh, make it too hot because all the carbon yeah. atmosphere that's our shit right there <laughs> nuking it is is the is the staple of uh our solutions as human beings god damn yeah pretty pretty interesting i mean yeah it would i i think theoretically i'm no expert but i mean people think it would theoretically work so I yeah, know. I mean, it, it, it's really interesting. It does definitely work in theory. Again, it's going to be like, as we go on with this conversation, we get more and more like futuristic looking towards the future. It's going to take insane technologies to pull it off. And obviously, a lot of times when things work in theory, it doesn't exactly work out just as you want. And of course, a lot of scientists and engineers know that they plan for everything to go wrong. And that's what makes them so good at their job. They can look at every little detail and try to figure it out. But that's definitely a huge part of going to Mars It's going to have to be creating some sort of atmosphere, not even about being able to breathe in oxygen, but just being able to trap some heat in and warm the thing up. Like you said, it's only has like 1% of our earth's atmosphere. And a part of the reason for that is because it doesn't have the same magnetic core that earth has and has that electromagnetic shield around it. So when all those cosmic rays are coming in, they're blasting away the atmosphere, stripping it away. So I don't know how Mars got the way it is now. A lot of people theorize that it wasn't always that way. That seems to be true back in the day it very well could be it's hard to say but uh but as far as we know now it just doesn't have the capabilities to to defend itself against the 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 sun and any other kind of cosmic rays that are going in there so we're going to have to do something about the atmosphere because you can build up all you want but if you're basically in a space station on a planet it's almost the same as just being in a space station at that point so we're going to have to do something like you said to try to increase that atmosphere a little bit to block it a little bit because our atmosphere along with our uh, magnetosphere saves us from all manner of bullshit there would be no life on earth without those two things which is probably why there's no life on mars now right so i want to i want to add some more to that um situation shortly but i just want to backtrack a second and talk about how funny it would be from the news's perspective of all of a sudden spacex is launching two nuclear missiles to mars <laughs> they're probably gonna have to borrow from the u.s government but they would go put on layaway mental because they'd be like they this is humans at their absolute pinnacle of what we do and we're like all right it's so we so want to take human. over a planet so we're gonna explode two separate nuclear bombs in the atmosphere if you're gonna call it that of 
Mars before we go there, people will be like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, <laughs> literally, the first thing we do before we drop is drop alone. nukes. You know, I like, yeah, yeah gonna... I like how, like, there's, you know, this came from Elon Musk and then was backed up and it's like, very smart people and it's like i could have thought of that come on like Like, i throw a nuke at anything and see what happens like yeah (laughs) and then then imagine watching that from a telescope because you could you would see it you'd see something i mean that's not something that would be oh the the satellite footage the hubble telescope looking at that shit that'd be some sick footage they nukes mars so, you so a big back dude. to what we were saying. So, <laughs> oh, we got them. We just can't yeah, test them yeah. here. That, they would they would be the biggest one they could. It'd be like, this is Zarr great. Boma or whatever. Yeah, it would be at least biggest the Zarr bomb for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Really shake things up. Yep. That's yeah. a big one. That's a 50, 50 megaton or 100 megaton bomb, which is like, you know, at, at 10,000 times the size as the, the ones we dropped on Japan. Yeah, it's absurd. It's so pretty fucking insane. So, Anyways, to, to, so for us to live normally on Mars, and again, Mars is the best candidate because the proximity, the mm-hmm. size, the fact that it's on the same sun. And, the fact and we know the most about it because we've actually, we've researched it through, you know, observing it. It's close enough. We can see it pretty clearly. We've sent rovers down to take samples. I mean, it's really the closest thing we have to understanding another planet. Uh, the moon is really just dust. It's cool. We can get close to it on a weekend trip and go back in time for Memorial Day. But it's really not good at actually being a planet. And Mars is the closest one. There's other things in our solar system that I might mention later that that could be better candidates. We just don't know that much about them because we haven't actually had the observation and the the tactile research that we could get on Mars. Right, right, exactly. So to to live normally on Mars, uh, humans and people as a whole need energy, air, water, land, and gravity. So it, it, it covers on your land. That's the only thing we'll have way more than we need. We have more, more land than earth because literally no one lives on any of it. So it's all up for grabs. Exactly. And once you the get rest there, might be tough, there is a way to mine, mine the, the, the earth for water and that type of stuff. So we'll be able to actually cover a lot of our grounds. And then once you get back, wait, to- mine the earth for water. Sure. Mine Mars for water. Still up for debate. Like the Earth, like quote. Mine the Moon for water is what uh, Blue Origin's working on. Hell yes. <laughs> um, they have a machine, like a prototype machine, that would essentially do that, and then provide it to. Like I think their like his vision and their vision, whatever is like Blue Origin being Jeff Bezos's new yeah, pet project, right? Yeah. Yeah is is like a um like a colony that's not actually. It's like a, a space station on steroids, like essentially just like a giant machine that like, or a giant capsule, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, they're talking about, you know, having a machine that would go to the moon and like harvest water from it, bring it to the space station, sort of. Like and they, they found recently uh, signs of or ice water being on the moon at some point. I don't know if that that's what necessarily is. means that there's going to be a ton of water there, but I guess that's a, it's a point in the right direction. We haven't found water anywhere else in the universe besides Earth until recently, I guess. Well, we found a lot yeah. of ice. Well, Mars has ice. Yeah, but ice is any ice is everywhere. I'm not talking about right. water. Right, 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 but like it's like desalinating the the oceans. Like there's a way to do it. It's just not- sure, yeah. But what we, as far as I I know, they have not found frozen hydrogen, two parts oxygen on Mars. We know it's that's carbon. There could be uh, frozen water there too. But as far as I know, all of our 
predictions about Mars having water comes from all of the estuaries and all like the canyons we can see where it says, this is what it looks like when water affects the land. We have not found frozen ice on Mars. That would be huge news. Oh, I think there is, I think there is frozen water on the poles, like ice mm-hmm. on the poles. Um, you know, just like Neptune. You gotta shake it up. Yeah, there is there is yeah. actual ice on Mars. Yeah, um, there's ice on the poles. We just gotta warm it up. That's kind of like what I was saying about nuking it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it gasifies that and like turns into water vapor. Um, gotcha. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's still not usable, right? Until we have a way to keep it warm. And when yeah, you get to that liquid range, minus eighty one, then you can't. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. There's evidence of liquid water four billion years ago. That's what they can theorize when it was actually liquid there. Right. That's what I mean by all the uh, the planet. The geological evidence still Mm. loses water through the atmosphere. Kind of emits water as well as obviously the frozen. Like yeah, it doesn't hold on to that water vapor like a thick humid Earth atmosphere. Yeah, really traps it in. Like an actual atmosphere and a um. What's that thing that that guy has? That big giant globe that's full of plants that's like self-sustaining. Um. Uh greenhouse the one that's like the size of his body though it's yeah, not that like... thing yeah it's like so that 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 works because it just recycles itself but in mars yeah that's like a planet yeah it's either frozen or escapes gotcha case there but um but yeah so so that's mars um let's see what else we got here yeah, other examples within our planet. i saw a couple of like ideas on how you could because obviously the second level of that if you can get the atmosphere to work out well you want it to be a livable space I mean, humans, they're part of planet Earth. We're born and raised there. It's like taking a fish and putting it in a, in a fish bowl and putting it in the city. It's just not where it belongs. It's not used to it. If fish had brains as developed as we were, they'd be depressed as all hell to be stuck in a living room <laughs> in a water tank. Luckily, they're dumb enough, most of them, to not care. But humans would be miserable. If you're living on Mars, even if you can breathe the air and it's warm enough, you're going to be fucking miserable in a desert. You're going to have no way to grow crops no beauty to see beyond the night sky and it's going to be goddamn miserable you got to terraform it and make it a more livable planet where you can grow crops and hopefully even have wildlife for animals people are going to want it to be kind of like earth i can't imagine us going somewhere else and being okay for four or five generations in just living in the middle of a desert and you know taking water from the atmosphere and just eating like pills full bubble. of food like, you know, they yeah. talk about like these oxygen bubbles, whatever. Mm. Right. But yeah, no, I agree. I it's mean, a good temporary be- solution, but people are going to be driven mad with it. It's going to change our species as I mean, a whole. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, people would go crazy. I, I wonder, like, you know, is like, it's an interesting question, but like way, way, way out there in the future, assuming the human race makes it that long, like, is the goal to turn Mars into Earth? And can it be done, you know? And that's, it's a lot to unpack, but. That's what we're here to talk about. No, I mean, but I mean, that's, that's like, that's a good point that you brought up. You know, no one wants to live in a freaking, you know, bubble, a dome or whatever. Surrounded by ice cold rocks. From the day you're born to the day you die. Let me tell you a story about my grandfather used to live this beautiful place that we're all from. We live in this shithole, basically a prison colony. (laughs) Now, good night, sleep tight. But that's pretty much it. I mean, you're 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 nailing the whole thing. So, like, um, you know, the first couple hundred years on Mars, I can't imagine anything different than just like Aaron said, a giant space station 
where they they have little missions where they go out and they do they mine there's like other obviously every element ever is there and they have to go mine for different elements to sus- mm-hmm. to sustain their own lives um and resources and stuff like that because mars is rich in some things obviously depleted in others yeah well they're gonna have to kind of do a fast track of what humans did over the past you know whatever ten thousand years which is just take all the shit out of the ground and then use it to make the world yeah. and we've had ten thousand years to do it but you can't have a Martian colony take 10,000 years to do it, or you might as well just stay here, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you got to try to do it as starting fast Starting, like, 10 steps back, too, from Mars, because, like, at least we can live on Earth, you know? Right, like, yeah, you can nothing, still live and know? breathe <laughs> and find food, you know? They're yeah. going to have to do that part, too. Yeah, they're starting well beyond uh, the starting line there. Yeah, but, like, in our Earth, in our uh, oxygen domes, you know, on Mars, like, God forbid there's a, there's a freaking hole <laughs> or something and that's like, it everything gets sucked out it's not like you just call your local contractor like <laughs> yeah i got a hole in my roof there's water coming in it's like oh my entire family got sucked through it so i don't even know why i'm calling you i'm probably gonna jump out the hole myself and end it all <laughs> hey yeah. rick uh there's a vacuum coming <laughs> in in yeah. the dome over my house uh, i just saw my wife's bones go inside <laughs> out i don't know if I, I know you're on vacation but i really did, could use somebody yeah <laughs> floating around <laughs> yeah no need for a funeral we'll just watch your orbit for the next ten thousand years oh my god that's that's the truth too. like just never stop it's scary though i mean Terrifying, like, yeah. imagining that scenario i don't know if i'd you know be comfortable on mars until it's earth yeah I, I totally understand that too yeah it's like <laughs> it's interesting to to be a part of like basically creating a new planet and you're going somewhere it must feel like somewhat you know you know exploring and finding north america and the things that humans got to do hundreds of years ago that we'll never get to do again i mean there's almost no places left for us to find as we are now like three guys being like oh what what kind of adventure could we go on that's to that degree and being part of making mars uh, a sustainable place for people to live would be a huge landmark. You'd be able to break ground and no one's ever going to break again. I mean, you'd be part of that process. But who wants to be part of building the building? I mean, come on. I'll invite me when the couches are there and the fucking water is already turned on and all <laughs> that shit. I don't want the glory. We're only there for so long. Come on now. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's it's deeply in our DNA to do this. So like, I think so. You know, ten, you know, let's say 10,000 years ago when, or, or more when we started, or way more than that. So like, we first started, you know, we're all from Africa and so yeah, I think you think about our ancestors leaving leaving Africa and spreading out, and then you yeah. just you know seeing part of the world. I mean, before there was even Homo sapien, our ancestors were like, "Let's get out of here. Get Let's the hell see what out else of is out." The hell we are, and keep moving. Yeah. That's what they did, and it wasn't comfortable. And then those people lived to the age of thirty. You know, like they were all yeah, it wasn't easy out there. So now the the weird thing is though is that like a Mars colony. No, no, go ahead. Sorry, oh. I, I, my fucking. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, I'm gonna mute it. Yeah, so the, the uh, like a Mars colony would be. Um, the difference is, is that it's not everybody is just expanding. It's like a select few people are being selected to go on these crazy journeys that cost billions of dollars each way. Mm-hmm. Now that's a hard job interview. You should that's probably wear business. full pants for that interview in case something falls on the ground. You have to stand up and show your yeah, boxers. Yeah, and you're basically you're it's a one way ticket. I mean, you're just going there, and that's that's going to be your thing from here on out. Yeah, I mean, no matter who goes, even for the first couple of trips, there's going to be no plan to go back. Uh, you're you're going to have to be part of the construction team. 
the construction team, that's going to be your whole life from here on out is just, just building and developing and making this a thing and making it sustainable, which is, again, they, we have, you know, years of experience with this, with the space station and, uh, our other trips into space to see how this affects the human body, our Mm -hmm. biology, how we sustain ourselves with food and sunlight and exercise and, all this shit and uh, that's a good point though too that even though mars has about the same land mass because of its lack of liquid water all over it it still has much less gravity than earth because it's not as dense and large as earth so you're gonna have to work with that process too that's a good point i wonder if our muscles would deteriorate they should almost definitely definitely yeah like uh, are the astronauts even and all that stuff so you can make artificial gravity by having a rotating mass and living in it but it's still that in theory works, but you that's know, what I they're really talking know. about for the what a, the Blue Origin, um, yeah, uh, like O'Neill colonies. What I was talking about, like that, just apparently they rotate and um, represent like Earth's gravity. Yeah, the centrifugal force makes it feel like that you're actually walking. I mean, that's what they figured out in 2001 in a space odyssey. All those years ago, like, oh, if you just keep spinning it, it'll feel like you're walking on the ground because you're sticking to the side of it or whatever the side would be when you're spinning it. But if you're standing on the side, like an opposite yo-yo. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, uh, you know, if you're gravity would be on the wall. Yeah, but you you put your feet on the wall. But to you, it would feel like it's the ground because you don't you don't have any orientation. So it's like it's like a tilt a whirl or a Turkish twist at a a theme park. You're stuck up against the sides, and if you spin at exactly the right rate, you can pretty much make it feel like the same sensitivity as gravity except you'd have to put your feet on that part but you wouldn't care because you wouldn't really notice the difference Mm. yeah unless you were on a planet though and then you would notice the difference that works good for a space station because there's no orientation but if you're spinning sideways on mars all the time and the sun is always rising up and rising left and setting right because you're always spinning on the side all the time might be kind of disorienting as far as like I mean, one thing you can't fix with technology is the human psyche. It's it's not going to work to just, you have right. to make like, it kind of like. We're built to survive on earth and under Earth's conditions and laws, you know? Right. And so, um, so you can imagine, I mean, I feel like that's all those things is we'd have to consider them in order to colonize another planet, right? Gravity. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you can't make it kind of like. Yeah, if you can't make it kind of like what we're used to, then there's really no point. You, you know, you have to right. kind of make it similar, which is mm-hmm. the, why it's so difficult, I suppose. But there's a couple other um, celestial bodies, at least in our solar system, that there could be other alternatives for it, even though they're much further away. We have uh, Europa, which it has a ton of uh, uh, water on it, but it's frozen at the top layer. We're trying to get a probe to drill down into it and see if there's any liquid water uh, beneath that layer, which I think there almost certainly is. But unlike the Earth, which is so nice in the Goldilocks zone, as they call it, Europa, they think, probably has miles and miles and miles of ice because of how far away it is from the sun. That's all they in Jupiter. So it's going to take a long time to get down there to get that water. But there's plenty of water there. So you can get to it. You can get to it. Well, we were just talking about super deep boreholes and that one in Russia. It right. Went like seven miles down. And that it took them like years to get to seven miles so imagine you can't get seven drills to go to space and drill seven miles through ice with like yeah it on your backpack just yeah like, you have to take it with you you're yeah. not gonna build the drill there right, right. Yeah, exactly right. yeah so so any other contenders joe yeah just there are two more the other one is uh titan which is um 
one of the moons of Saturn, I believe. It's pretty big. Uh, it's one of the biggest moons in our solar system, and it has a gaseous atmosphere. So much like Earth, it can protect itself from a lot of space debris, and it can trap heat easier because you have all that atmosphere there. It doesn't have the same problem as Mars because even though it doesn't have the magnetic sphere that Earth has to protect it, it's so far away from the sun, it's less likely to get blasted with all those crazy, you know, coronal mass ejections and radiation and all yeah, kinds yeah, of yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that one could be a pretty good option. I, it's far away, but I feel like as the technology moves on, the distance might not be the tough part as much as it's actually, like I said, trying to actually build the whole colony on there. I mean, that might be the easiest part is getting there and actually developing it is the tough part. I mean, the Mayflower had a rough journey, but the rougher part was when it hit winter and everyone started dying and nowhere, nowhere to do, nowhere to go, nothing to eat, you know, you can get there, but even getting there is hard. Yeah. Yeah. The only other option I heard was mercury, even though it's insane because it's so close to the sun, it's incredibly hot, but it's, it's so incredibly dense that if you could much like Mars break up that, uh, the, the mass of mercury and start spreading into the atmosphere, they think that you could, easily make an earth-like atmosphere because of how much is really trapped in there and how packed in it is. And it might be a lot faster than having to spend 200 years growing an atmosphere where you could just blast away, you know, it's, it's the human thing. Like you said, just start bombing the shit out of it. See if that works. Yeah. If it doesn't work, just leave it. Who gives a fuck about Mercury anyways? But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I think that you guys are right. Mars seems to be the best candidate uh, as far as like all the things we're looking for. Now, I mean, if you yeah. can't have earth, it's the second best ain't bad. Time I mean, for a hard conversation to, uh, cause people are going to be commenting about this one. Sure. One of the biggest resistance factors to what's going on with the, the space race and colonizing other planets in the whole universe is that there are um, there's a lot of need in our own planet where this money could be going towards. And true. yeah, and this is true. And no one's taken away from that, that there needs to be more done on our own planet with global warming, with poverty, with all this other stuff, with food and that type of stuff. But the answer that we want to give you guys is that government agencies that are funding a lot of these things and supplementing and whatever it is, uh, those same agencies spend trillions of dollars a year on military defense budgets. Mm -hmm. So this is still even the, the, the Mars space race right now is a fraction of the cost. They're estimating like a couple billion dollars each way, which will get less over time. So it's like, this is not even a chunk of what we're spending only to protect us from other countries. And this is the, uh, you know, JFK, um, when he was talking about going to the moon, he, he motivated and made people excited about space and brought people together to give like a whole entire generation a dream. Yeah. That's in my mind, more important because we have so much bad shit going on that it's not more important, but it's like, all right, so if you actually do the math and realize this, we're spending so much money on military budgets to go bomb and kill people when we could be spending fractions of that actually protecting our civilization because uh, who was it? Um, Stephen Hawking. And uh, I think he was the first one who said that we have an actual finite timeline to the human race on this planet. 
Mm-hmm. Like we'd be lucky to make it a thousand years at this rate, if not less. Yeah, that's why that's a really good point that you brought up, Dylan, yeah. because that's always something to think about when you think about the amount of resources you have to pull into something like this. But if you think about it as the percentage of the actual budget of other stuff we spend on, like you said, and the fact that it might actually be the solution. You worry about things like climate change, pollution, um, overpopulation, or even just you know, making animal species go extinct. The idea and trying to reach out to the to the other planets, the rest of our solar system and do something about that might not just be worth the price. It might be the solution to the problem. And yeah. you really can't just overlook that just because you have to worry about what's in your neighborhood. I mean, it's all good buying food for the people in, in your street, but if you can try to actually feed your whole city, it seems like an absurd thought. Like, well, we're right here on our street. Why should we worry about the whole city? It's like, yes, but we're all here. So we have to look to a solution beyond just the immediate. And also we've been doing pretty jobs, pretty shitty jobs so far. So I don't know why we have to ignore outer space. Like, no, 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 we have to focus here and now. Focusing on yourself is good for surviving, but it's not good for sustainability or lasting longer. Think about your kids, people. God damn it. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't agree with you more on that. Um, That was a good point you brought up, Todd. Yeah, that's a good point. You guys want to take our first uh, commercial break? Sure. She could spit in the eyes of fools. We're back. There's a Carl Sagan quote I want to mention real quick. Oh, hell yeah. I love me some Carl Sagan. Carl, Carl Sagan from Cosmos and, um, and, uh, and from being a world renowned astrophysicist. Go ahead. Yeah, but don't be confused with Cosmo from the Fairly Hard Parents. They are different. Or Cosmo Kramer. Or Cosmo Kramer or, uh, or Cosmopolitan Magazine. Yep. Any other Cosmos? Aaron, you got any? Uh, Cosmo the Drink. Yeah. Yeah. Great drink, by the way. One of my favorite drinks. Hmm. Um, um, all right. So yeah, not to be, not to confuse Carl Sagan with any of that, <laughs> not the same industry. Um, don't confuse it. He said across the sea of space, the stars are other suns. And before we get into aliens, cause we, we do feel that it's necessary to go there. <laughs> wasn't my choice, but, um, we um or drag you in kicking and screaming kicking as and always screaming talk about aliens um, we're in the sunglass so. it was aaron's idea to talk <laughs> whose choice was it if i have to he pulls him out of his breast pocket yeah right yeah. while we're here um let's count these um yeah so that quote across the space the stars or other suns is very important because it segues into a lot of things and not only that, it segues into exactly what I want to talk about as well, which winds up perfectly. As always, we're synced up, Dylan. Please synced go ahead. Up. And the fact is that the universe is expanding and bigger than anything that any human or animal brain can possibly comprehend. Even dolphins, who have bigger brains than we do by a large percentage, they can't even think of this shit. Um, that uh, other universes are out there. Other civilizations have probably started to colonize other 
other planets other well other galaxies you mean I know. it's really hard to mess up with the words universe and galaxy i used to talk about that all Sorry, the time yeah so other galaxies let's just talk about our universe just before we go to the whole other right, you let us one. know about what's up with our universe what do you want to talk about our universe oh uh, no no i just mean like when we're talking about like there's other because there might be other universes like multiverse theory but let's just stick to the universe we know and love which is incomprehensibly large the one you're talking about right now is expanding yeah. Yeah, like the Milky Way galaxy is just a really fucking teeny little pebble of the actual universe yeah. that we're talking about. And mm -hmm. the multiverse theory is obviously there's other versions of that as well. Like, yeah, you don't need multiple universes for it to be already larger than your mind will ever comprehend in a hundred years. Like our our universe our is, universe. yeah, exactly. Our universe <laughs> is plenty big enough. I mean, yeah. the, the amount of space between our galaxy and the next galaxy is big enough to blow your tits off. So we don't even need yeah. to worry about that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, none of us can even comprehend how big the Earth is, not even our sun, which is insanely large. It's insane. I mean, you can't Ridiculous. even believe it's how true. big the sun is. If you if you just pull up that chart of like the sun compared to other things than the sun compared to uh, the next star and then the next star, then the right. next star, then the next star, then the next yeah. star. Oh, it's absolutely giant, insane. Absolutely insane. Super red giant. Yeah, yeah. our sun is like a, just a medium to small star in the whole scale of things. And it's still, you know, it could swallow the earth a million times or whatever. Entry it's level sun. Entry level. So it's mm. a... But it, it's, our, it's our it's our boy. We got to love it. For what it is. Baby class one. Love it. Yep. Baby star. It's good. We don't need to die any anytime soon. I think it's, we're going to be dead. If yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Sorry, I keep interrupting you, Dylan. Sorry, go ahead. The whole point is that we're theorizing like what our species, our, our, our you know, race, not race, whatever, the human race. Yeah, the whites, right? We're talking about white people. <laughs> well, we talked about the Germans on the Mars, but, but no, no, no. Oh, like, that was a podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we were hit by three guys going to space this year. I don't know what color their skin all was, but I think we can probably griff. Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me. <laughs> so, well, that's obviously we're talking about what I said before that we went on our our commercial break was that, um, you know, where our 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 budgets are spent towards fighting each other as opposed to the unification of everybody on the planet, which should be should really fucking happened a million years ago, but it didn't. Right. Um. So, uh, so yeah, going to space is going to be an everybody thing, not a where the Germans and where the Americans and where the Japanese. It's all going to start blending in to the the one patch on the shoulder. You guys are that now. Mm -hmm. and I, That's I, an interesting point too, though. Like, what will people be when they when they go there? Will will they be Earthlings? Or I fucking whatever? hope so, because I hope that you know, again, like we said, the United States doesn't get their part of Mars, and then Germany doesn't get their fucking part See, of Mars. I kind of feel like it's going to be that tanks, way. And then it I just mean, turns into the same bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I, Go ahead, Aaron. I, call me the call me a pessimist, but I mean, there's a reason. Call you a realist. There's a reason that we stuck a big old American flag in the moon when we landed on there. I That's mean, true. like it's ours. I, there's I. As much as I disagree with it, I have no doubt that we will treat other planets. Uh, we will basically have our territories on other yeah. planets that have borders. It's going to be gonna... rough, but keep in mind that the space station is the International Space Station. Right. So that, that's why I'm so happy that point. space travel has to do with science programs in other countries because scientists looking ahead and a lot of people work with you know, astrophysics and actual rocket science, 
they have to look 10, 20 years ahead. When they're doing their job each day, they, they don't just go down the road and clock in and clock out. They have to look about planning 10, 20, 30 years ahead. And luckily, they do things like saying, here's the ordinance. Any celestial body cannot belong to any country. The moon cannot belong to China. It can't belong to Russia. It can't belong to America. These are all things that basically most scientists and then the governments agreed to put forward. I hope that's the case when we go to places like Mars. But when you come down to putting colonies down, getting resources, just get dicey with all the altruistic. We're all it's all for us until it's for me only. Wait, you're wrong. Um, My friend Billy in middle school bought a star for his girlfriend. (laughs) Actual certificate. What is that? What do you mean that no one can do that? Oh, well, uh, that's going to be hard to prove. Like every time you look at the sky, see Billy stick a go flag in a star. <laughs> go, uh, go to the Big Dipper and take a left. And that one yeah, that's yours. That one right there. Oh, I mean, is there any bigger scam in history than that fucking bullshit? Like 50 bucks. Yeah, well, not only, not only do they do have to. pay money for this? Oh, yeah, you can do it right now. You can go. Yeah, no, they've been doing it for years. You can buy a star. That star. So every time you guys look at the sky together, you bought her that. That's yours right there, honey. Yeah, it's your guy. And then everyone around you who bought a star is looking at the same one being like, I bought that. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you don't have to use the same one. You could use all the brightest ones a thousand times over and you can own all of them. It's fine. Dude, those people think- are idiots. I paid 50 bucks to buy a planet, but I mean, a star? What resources you got for a star? Yeah, oh, yeah. Fire. Like- <laughs> exactly. It's really I funny. could land on it in a million years when I'm a robot. Yeah, yeah right. Well, the funny thing the D. is like, I can't imagine what the price of a planet goes in that dating website, but, uh, but I think a star is cheaper because it's smaller, but it's not. Yeah, it's smaller in the sky. It's harder to see. You know? Like, oh, yeah, Mars, that's like, you got to have millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, at oh, least. Go buy star A212C. That's that's 50 bucks. Yeah. Like, well, if you know that that's a lot bigger, right? Like, and, and the North Star, that, that's that's like um, Broadway to stay on the Monopoly references. So the boardwalk, JFK, I mean. Like JFK owns that one. You can't have that. You can't have Polaris. That's nope. the, that's a nope. big money. Nope. Is the big. North Star, like, is it bright because it's close? Yeah. Is that is that it? Yeah, the distances between our stars, or the stars yeah. we see, rather, are so far away that it doesn't even matter how, how brightly they burn in their solar system it has to be the the proximity to it they're only brighter because they're closer for the most part right the north star isn't the brightest though in our in from our point of view though Mm, it's not the closest to us either right yeah huh pretty bright though i think it's more it's more famous for being basically north North. so it's easy yeah Yeah, it's easy to see it's the brightest northern star we have it's definitely brighter. It's for like... those idiots could figure out compasses. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbasses with their boats sailing for six months at a time, still surviving. Dummies. Black plague idiots. <laughs> Bacteria, no antibiotics yet. Come on. Ever heard of germs yet, you dummies? Jeez. What year is it? Google it. God. 1571. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the whole thing is that, yeah, coloni- co- colonizing space from us is, yeah, Mars is obviously realistic, but there's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of other stuff out there. And if our technology increases or we somehow make transparent the technology that we got from Roswell when that crashed in, in 19- 1947, we could theoretically 
just go to a wormhole and end up in a way different place that's already done and they welcome us with open arms. Sure. Or you end up nowhere. Or you end up actually nowhere. Um, No one would, no, you never know. There's no radio frequencies that you can go in and out of wormholes. So you got to take a real long shot guess that. Yeah, we're not even sure how much matter can go through there. So definitely not your full human body going through there in a spaceship and being like, here we go. Let's see what's on the other side. Yeah. It really is like asking what's on the other side of a keyhole. Like, just go ahead and jump into the door as hard as you can. See what's on the other side. Like, yeah. you're not well, making it through alive. If you do get your whole body through a keyhole, then then good luck to you. In the pile of blood on the other side that you're gonna well, describe. Well, well, we'll use rats. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not and a keyhole is infinitely more space to get through than some of these uh, wormholes. Well, we know that space and time are the same thing. And, we do know that. And yes. we also know that black holes are different than wormholes. So if yes, we're we talking about black hole, you'll be crushed immediately. The force of gravity and the density mm-hmm. of a black hole is like the densest thing in the universe. You can't even undensify a black hole. Yeah, there's nothing like, denser. Like uh, for like physics, it doesn't it's get It's almost done. like teleporting. That's a whole, that's a whole topic for your podcast is the black, black holes. Hole. Yeah. Black holes yeah. are cool. And we can talk about black holes and we can also talk about like black holes like in the, like in the galaxy too. It'd be two different podcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> part one, part two. Part one, part two. So there is, a, there is an experiment in the 40s or 50s called the Philadelphia Experiment, which was a real experiment that was going to transport a battleship. Oh, boy. From oh, my God. We're going to talk about this shit. To the West Coast, to like San Diego. And all this fog happened and it showed up. A battleship just appeared in, in the San Diego Harbor and people's limbs were stuck. No, no, no. This, this is all, this is all made up. I've looked into this before. We should do a whole podcast on this. It's completely made up. Well, that none of that happened I just at all. Reach out to the, a wormhole to the on Earth? Is that what you're suggesting? There's a story about a battleship that a bunch of fog showed up and it teleported across the world, and then people's limbs were in the side of uh, metal. It like never happened. All of it's fake. People were in the middle of like. Nope, it's all made up. It's all made up. It's like Bloody Mary. You say it in the mirror, and they show up and kill you. Well, it's, it's I just all, wanted- all fairy tale bullshit. Never Man. happened. Did not happen. There's hundreds of sailors that are all accounted for. You should watch Loki on Disney Plus. It shows up in that on the in this space magic land. The Indianapolis shows up there, and they go, "Oh, that's where it went to the space magic where Loki and Thor live." <laughs> so that's more respect. accurate on the Disney Plus show than it is the story you just I told. Pay respects to the victims of the Philadelphia experiment. <laughs> I'm sorry they all died too, but they didn't show with up in Aaron San Diego with their limbs and thing. Generators activated, sir. For 41 years, the government denied it ever happened. I don't believe this. The Eldridge has vanished. Of course she has. She's radar invisible. No, sir. She's really vanished. But one ship did disappear, and two of the crew suddenly find themselves in the present. Maybe all this isn't real. What is it? What are you suggesting? I'm, su- I'm suggesting what, or that, what is that story a wormhole is pretty much what they're talking about there. You might make it through that. You almost made sense until you brought that up. I was going to listen to you about wormholes. Then you immediately brought up a completely fairy tale bullshit thing that happened. That's what wormholes are to you. You know, in Star Trek, there's wormholes too. And they actually are pretty accurate to how they would work, but still not the way they're real. And you went with the Philadelphia. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's all right. You know, no one told uh, no one told you to fucking make fun of me about the Philadelphia experiments. So. <laughs> well, I'm talking about actual space exploration. You're bringing up fucking you know, Hansel and Gretel stories and acting how, how witches are a big problem for children and you shouldn't let your kids follow breadcrumbs. I can't take that fucking shit seriously. Come on now. I'm just giving an example of a wormhole versus a black hole. They're different. 
the Philadelphia Experiment. You're, not, you're giving me a black hole and a story about Annabelle creation starring the kids from uh, The Conjuring. I can't, I can't take that seriously, man. Wormholes are mostly theoretical at this point. We know they exist, but they're almost so minute we can't even see them. The amount of energy you need to make them the size of a car is basically the entire power grid of planet Earth right now. It's very difficult to make them large enough even to get a small spacecraft through them. Right now, we're talking about a subatomic level thing. Like it's so minuscule. But it is probably, I, I mean, from what I've heard, it seems like that is much more achievable than, than harnessing the speed of light hmm. in order. To, and so like wormholes are like the key to intergalactic uh-huh. travel because we can't. It, you like, can't break the speed of light. So you, the light. so wormholes will be a way around it. Right, exactly. And that's how you travel. And that's how you colonize other planets. But I mean, that's that I mean, without being an expert, I would say that that's where, you know, that our energy and resource er, research would be focused if, you know, for theoretical intergalactic travel. I that's agree. A, that's a we're throwing a wild card out there. We can we can rely on the billionaires to take us to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> or we can uh, say maybe in the next five or ten years the, the we're gonna have this all this secret technology that's gonna come out and we're gonna all of a sudden show up, be able to go to different galaxies that are already established and welcome us because they could be us too. It could be, and and the fact that aliens are biologically any different than us is kind of crazy because the universe is the same stuff. Yeah, it's all made out of the same, the same things. shit. So yeah. it's going to be a, a but there's an infinite amount of possibilities of how it can change. I mean, like we talked about before, you look at it like a, a like a trout. We're made out of the exactly the same stuff. We live at the same time. We have the same like world we live in, and we're completely different looking. The idea that a different planet that's made out of different you know elements for the most part and it has similar things to us, they look the same as us. It, it seems completely impossible to me that it'd be, it'd be any like the moth. If you look at an octopus, they're one of the smartest animals on the planet, as far as we know, and they look nothing like us. They're still more as they're as much as an earthling as we are. Yeah, they are. They're earthlings too. Some people think they're aliens, though. But I was just saying that if we yeah, because they like they look like aliens. Yeah, they look like we think aliens look like. We've never seen an alien, so we think they look like tentacles. No, it could be like the the video game The Ma. Remember on Xbox? Yes, the yeah, the big purple jelly creature that you walk around that I used to play all the time. Yeah, it's the most annoying game on Earth, but it's also the mo- one of the most fun, hardest games on Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great game. That's that that could be like that too. Yeah, where you have like it octopus could be air breathers. Yeah, totally. It, it could very well could be. But, but oh, it would shock anybody. Like, if, you saw, if you see an alien new species, whatever it is, it's not going to be that surprising, you know? Like, what? I don't know though. I no, feel like it wouldn't be that surprising. What the fuck are you talking about? It'd be the most surprising thing ever. No, it'd be surprising, but it's not like when you're a kid and you go aliens. You go, well, they're still made of the same shit. I don't know. Matter? Like, you mean? Yeah. It depends. It depends how you think about it. I don't know what you're like, talking about, dude. Sorry, like, go ahead, Darren. I, I think we have a our perspective of what life is, is very admittedly biased, right? Has to be. It's all we know. It has. It's all we know. I mean, water, like water is the most valuable resource to us, to humanity, to our earth and everything we know. 
but like a species that does like is it possible for life to exist without water with and i mean there's there's other elements like if and i i don't know enough but like is is it just you know uh forced perspective from our point of view that says that you know water equals life or is it that there could be the a, a different definition of life out there that that relies on other elements and i mean think about it like there's no way you can't deny that aliens don't like aliens exist like they they must we can't be the only ones the universe is just too massive other universes but you know like our is life as we and the very uh the very uh criteria of life that we have defined is that consistent and that's an interesting that's an interesting idea you know mm -hmm. like like yeah, I think it's just because we can, we, all we know, like you said, is that this is what life looks like on planet Earth. And it's all we know about life. So we're going to keep looking for life right. as if it exists on Earth, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's what life is everywhere at all. It's just all we know. Right. The same way we think that aliens might look like octopi is why we think that anything, yeah. it's, it's all we got to work with here. So we're just going to assume it's that. We might not it be seems, right at it all. It seems too perfect that Earth is what it is, you know? It's too perfect. And we're not that special. Exactly. Like there's no way that all the conditions of life are harnessed on one planet. Or maybe like, like I don't even fully believe that, you know, life only exists on identical planets to Earth. Planets that are that have the conditions of Earth. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, there could be other other forms of life that we just are just come so far out of our comprehension that we wouldn't think to look for yeah like a exoskeleton based like creature or alien that can deal with something that has four times the gravity of earth where right. they yeah. Like, yeah. Look, look like the uh look at the, the bottom of the ocean the pressure is immense yeah, yeah so yeah. They, but, they have to deal with you know ten thousand times atmospheric pressure we do now and they just swimming around down there nothing's problem my whole point is is one thing is that all of it is based off of the table of elements, periodic table of elements. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be like what I thought it was when we were kids. Like this is completely unidentified, unknown. You take samples of it and you just, it's just this new thing. Cause we know that, well, but again, I could be wrong, but there's, there is one other thing that no one's touched upon yet. Besides the fact that that could be, that could be the case and is likely the case um, where, and we're mentioned, I'm talking about intelligent life as well, not just bacteria or fungi or, whatever because we know that that's fun gals definitely fun gals fun guys you know fun uh feng shui any yeah, of that feng shui, all that <laughs> stuff um is that there are uh there's another there's there's another dimension that we don't can't comprehend this Oof, is the spiritual that's, realm it's a lot to oh man it's a lot to get <laughs> it is no, no. All right, I want to talk about colonization. Right We're talking about interdimensional travel. It's a whole podcast. It's constantly posting about shit about intelligent light beings. And these are light beings that are intelligent light life and light forms. Yeah, no one can see you. So photons. Um, no, it's even funny. I know they can't see me. That's why I can make faces at you. Yeah. Um, where like they're there, it's like a ball of energy that is intelligent. And that is also a possibility, but that probably stems from 
physical intelligent life first if it goes to that point where it goes like they that's why i think aliens can talk to you without even talking to you oh well, why if there's a ball of energy that is intelligent why does it have to be physical life life first i don't i you know i i didn't study this in school so i don't i don't have I, I would think it's the same reason why we think it has to be like an octopus or like an ant because that's all we know so we think intelligence comes from physical life so if there is a ball of energy that somehow can contain knowledge in the way that our brains can we're going to think that it's probably started from physical life because that's all we know right right yeah we don't really know but but yeah but the thing is i had to mention it i don't want to go there because it's not as fun i'm thinking of going through a wormhole and then all of a sudden like when you're on that ride at the water park that like gets crazy in the you're in the log flume then you like go over the waterfall and then you then it's like calm and you're like oh here we are guys you're like looking left and right like wow shit we're here and you're looking at this new civilization that has physical matter and metal buildings and whatever and they're they're operating in a similar way to the fifth element uh of flying shit everywhere and taxi cabs it's like the movies you know yeah and you're like this is uh this is all right. You know, they have their spaceships like in star Wars and you know, like that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I do I had to mention the light beings in the different dimension. I had to mention this other shit and the extreme files, but no, something that is sort of similar to us where you go through a wormhole and you're like, this ain't that different. They have microwaves to cook mm-hmm. their popcorn or pop. Pop whatever their pop space. Pop space corn. Space corn. Space corn. Space corn. <laughs> they pay their space cash. Get their space Not horn corn. corn. Space corn. Space corn. And they use space cash to get their space. Space cash. How space stupid is your space 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 <laughs> my dad owns a dealership i'll put all the pictures up so it makes more sense what we're saying <laughs> but, but yeah i don't but the thing is to get into the actual colonization beyond that you don't need to have wormhole technology to be able to you know, actually explore space we can do it physically and as far as we know that's the only way we can do it so very well maybe in the future we can use wormholes to circumvent the speed of light and go all other places in our galaxy that would be impossible to go to in our lifetimes. But as far as what we know right now, you can get near the speed of light with physical matter. We don't know how to do it yet. We only know that the speed of light is the speed limit of the universe. You can't break it, unfortunately, as far as matter goes. But we're trying to get there. And even if we had something that goes to the speed of light, it's slow. As far as the galaxy goes, it's really slow. I mean, the closest star to us is called... Proxima Centauri, and that's because it's the closest one. And that's 4.2 light years away, which means if you could travel at the speed of light in a spacecraft, it would still take you four and yeah. almost so a half years to get there. Wormholes are the only answer. It's the only, only answer. Not the only answer. I'll tell you why. Because a couple other. Because first of all, we like I said, we don't know how to even get in a wormhole, and it, and it, it might be the easiest way to do it. But there might be other ways to do it that we could actually do now. First of all, uh, the fastest thing we ever sent is at the sun. It was a probe. We went to we made it crash in the sun as we want to get as close as we can. It went three hundred thirty three thousand miles an hour. That's pretty damn fast. That impressive. Where we make it right now. Well, yeah, it's it's speed not impressive at all because speed of light's three hundred thousand kilometers per second. So yeah, it's it's much okay. slower. Like the the, the space <laughs> other rovers coming to get through our atmosphere this way, yeah. 
they're going like 40 or 30,000 miles an hour. Yeah, the, the International Space Station travels around at 16,000 miles an hour and it's just drifting along. So 400,000 isn't shit. That's nothing. No, it's not. Yeah, for sure. But we can do it, though, is my point. We can. We know how to do it. We don't know how to expand an, a, a subatomic particle point to the size of a spaceship and make people survive through it. So it's just as likely that we're going to do that than to create a spaceship that can go at light speed and take four years. Humor me for a second and say we can make a spaceship that can go that fast because we know it can be possible. How do you get there, though? One of the things people bring up is um, cryogenic stasis. You've seen it in sci-fi movies okay. like that. You don't have to be alive the whole time if you can freeze your body in like a cryopod and survive the journey. You could wait four or five years the speed of light. It would be no different than you just wake up there and you're there. If, if that's something we can look into for the, the future movie, of colonization. Oh, it still takes so long, though. Right, but you wouldn't know the difference because you're just knocked out. You know? I know, but everybody else would be wouldn't know the difference. They'd yeah, well, like, they, they, they're oh, not okay. part of it. Oh, we got to wait five years for this research? Like, uh Well, don't forget this. The speed of light is speed of light no matter what. If you call them back on your cell phone, your radio transmission, it'll take just as long for that to get there. That's the, that's the fastest things can go. They're never going to talk to you again. When you leave I, yeah. to go on this mission, you're not calling home because it takes as long for you to call home than it is for you to get there. You also age differently too. So you're like still the age you left, then you go back home and your kids are 40 and you're 28 still. Like, it's right. like what the fuck? Um, Time goes on. sense for anything in our solar system, but beyond that, no, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. But, but yeah, mean, beyond our solar system, that might be the only way to travel as, as a living human being because if you have to wait you know, 100, 200 years, the only other option is a multi-generational trip, which they've hypothesized before that you'd have to have grandparents, parents, and children live and die on a spacecraft and knowing that they'd never make it there, but their future children would one day be able to populate a planet, but they would live their entire lives on a I spaceship. Feel like, I feel like we'd have to move quicker than that. I mean, by in a hundred years, the tech... I mean, look at the rate of acceleration for the advancements of technology alone. Mm -hmm. Exponential growth. By the time they have the grandparents have their kids and they're like, all right, what's the plan again? Oh yeah, we have kids again. And then <laughs> and have their, have, you know, you have multiple generations. Right. But a hundred years of technology is not even fathomable. Like you can't even you can't even comprehend that. I mean, think about a hundred years ago and them trying to think about smartphones and what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. Like, like you'd have to figure if Earth still exists, think, their technology is much better than when you left, but you're yeah, already gone. I don't think it's. I wouldn't think it'd be worth it to be honest. I, I think that you you would have to. I, I'm still in favor of wormhole. I, I hear it too. I'm in favor of wormholes yeah. if we can get it to work, but the, the only problem <laughs> is like, we don't know how to make it work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm in favor of if you snap your fingers awesome. and the infinity gauntlet brings you there too, but we don't know how to make that work yet. So I'm trying to work with what we got. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, I, think, I know, I know. Well, like I I'm, I'm acting like I'm deciding between Target <laughs> or Walmart. No, no, no. Fuck that. that. That seems so long. Fuck that shit. Let's just get there right away and just teleport like the Indianapolis. No problem. Like, oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a good point though. I mean, I mean, you know, before I think like especially for within our solar system, that would be like being it. So is it like what's the technology exactly? You freeze yourself? So it, it's only it's only in um 
you know, the initial stages now we've been trying to do it for years. Obviously it's based on things like the torpor Halo. that hibernation goes Halo. through. So, so they like, <laughs> it's based on lighting the holy rings. But yeah, it's exactly that. It's just, ba- it's mostly just sci-fi shit now, but we've been trying to practice this shit for 40, 50 years at this point and freezing, you can freeze some small mammals and you can basically resurrect them in other words because their heart doesn't totally stop and the nervous system keeps going because some animals can hibernate for you know a year at a time and come back and we're trying to make that work for humans we haven't figured a way to do it yet but to interrupt you real quick we do there are uh, at least a hundred people who were on their deathbed who paid a couple hundred thousand dollars if not a million to to freeze themselves before they died right and so they and they and then they are in a storage facility in texas Oklahoma, (laughs) or something still frozen and they had walt disney ted williams head is still frozen i believe is it i think you're probably not wrong just his head though he didn't pay for the full body then he'll just be an alien or just the head on the thing. Yeah, he's gonna be there. All gonna be Futurama heads in the yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Which is cool. I'm cool with that. No, no, no judgment there. It's gonna be hell. No, but there are there are people who you know before they died they said, all right, well, time to kill me, and they get frozen in hopes that in the next couple hundred years that technology will be there to bring them back to life, and they're just gonna wake up like it was a dream and be like, right, oh, yeah. Shit. I don't. I mean, it's an amazing five. I five hundred dollars. How would you free? I know like it's been I know it's like suggested as a like but like I don't understand if you freeze the whole body then everything shuts down how do you you can't jump start it like I just don't understand yeah I think the idea is to jump start though if you can preserve all your biological matter like your neural pathways your blood vessels it all stays the same completely frozen in place and then if we have some future technology that can reactivate them, you don't have to rebuild your whole body or your brain. It's already the same oh, so the configuration. Okay, That's their idea. Yeah, their idea is freeze me now and, you know, revive me later is the idea. So to me, I think they should be more concerned about the company they paid still being in business by the time it comes out. I mean, the technology could be there, but, you know, freeze R us could go out of business in 100 years because no one gives a shit about it and there's no That's dividends. Nice. And then they just leave you thawing out on a fucking sidewalk. And then who cares how much you paid? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if like, a, so the thing is, if like an apocalyptic event happened, like another plague or something like that, like no one's waking you up, man. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a really bargain. Happen. Everyone's going to just go protect themselves, and their family and just leave a bunch of frozen bodies there and. The light, the lights will go off eventually, and they'll just yeah. fall out and uh, then. Be- They're gonna be worried about feeding their kids or making sure you you stay nice and cold in the apocalypse. No fucking chance. <laughs> well, I'm sure they take that risk, but it's uh, it's definitely something. So, anyways, but yeah, cryogenically freezing somebody to reduce resources because you have to take hundreds of thousands of pounds of food and water and whatever else you can't synthesize with you. Um, you can also you can stop um, any kind of you know bacterial growth or disease if you just freeze the whole fucking thing and just yeah, leave it the way it is. And this happens in a lot of those shows. They do they do freeze them these people and um, and again I mentioned Halo because Master Chief's fucking frozen. He's always mm-hmm. frozen. Like, yeah, it's another cryo tube thing. It's the main examples of it. Like an alien that they wake up from their yeah. cryo sleep to realize that the yeah, thing's on there. The, but it, I mean this this seems like a future technology, but it very well might just be like Aaron was talking about earlier, where like it might be like an ancient human idea where you're like, oh yeah, what do we do? We just nuke Mars. Oh, what do we do? We just freeze them. Just freeze them. And in the future, they might be like these fucking morons that were nuking Mars and putting people in ice trays. That's not how you do it. But right now it's 
all we got. It's the best option we have. And even that doesn't work yet. We're, we're, we're willfully unequipped to colonize anything, even in our solar system, never mind the nearest stars, which might have, I mean, we've already found, I think it was like 60 planets that are almost identical to Earth, as far as we know, just from like the resources it has and its proximity to stars. Goldilocks. But they're so far away, though, the Goldilocks zone, exactly. They're so far away, the problem is getting there alive, you know, or partially alive. What's the Goldilocks zone? The Goldilocks zone is exactly what Earth is in. There's like not too hot, not too cold, just right, like the baby bale. That's okay. exactly so it's a way it. to define like like the, the conditions perfect. that Earth. Has yeah, to basically, it's, it's just saying the exact us. conditions Earth can't is. Be too yeah. hot, too can't be too cold. Can't have too much gravity. Can't have too little gravity. Can't, you know, like you know, mm -hmm. all that stuff. has to have an atmosphere, like we're talking yeah. about, and and hopefully a magnetosphere to stop all the fucking radiation from blocking your DNA from yeah. being anything at all. Yeah, to to see that, like in Fahrenheit, water freezes um, only 170 degree, degrees from when it when it uh, boils, or, or more. It's probably like 200, actually, closer to 210 or whatever it is um that's like a really really small number in the space world of like tight window the planet's negative ten thousand. sometimes that's not that cool but like you know like there's a lot of, of variables here to have all those variables be within this very very small like control like normalcy range like not just one thing it's like oh it's just the right temperature well it has to be all too, of it it has to be all of it and it's it's almost impossible to find something that's that specific for all those exact specifications you know the atmosphere everything you just said but luckily <laughs> the universe is so big there's gonna be millions of them yeah <laughs> like all, like the, these the numbers alone mean like you'll never find it it's so specific it's almost impossible but the numbers are so big in the universe that there's gonna be millions so instead of colonizing mars it sounds like it's just worth it to just you know that's what I'm saying. Why don't we just find another Earth? Just, we just got to get there. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> to just find a wormhole and then just go to another. It's already, it's already ready for us to rock. It's full of dinosaurs and then just. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, when they're dinosaurs, whatever they got. land there and start eating the eating the animals and the. There you go. And the, the grass and whatever. <laughs> well, it'll be easier to hunt with, with uh, laser beams and with rock tipped spears. We'll figure it out. Yeah, instead of creating it's just a. the same thing as Earth. It's like an elephant, but just it has an antenna coming out of its forehead or something. Yes, this is exactly what people are picturing. <laughs> same exact thing. Yeah, there's an elephant with deedle boppers instead of tusks out of its fucking head. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, my problem. But that brings it into the, the last idea of being able to colonize planets without the wormhole technology, which obviously we've already said that's the fucking peak. If we have that. Boom, we're there. Teleportation, it's the best. But, which I think is the most likely ex space exploration way, which is synthetic life, artificial intelligence. They don't have to eat. They only have to take in energy. And I think it's the most likely way we're going to explore not only other planets, but the rest of the galaxy is just to send out uh, robots that can not only survive indefinitely, but can recreate themselves, they can build themselves. I mean, I still think that there's got to be so many races and species of aliens that are intelligent all over our galaxy, never mind the universe, but it's more likely when we first bump into them, we're going to bump into their robots because they just don't have the same demands right. that life has on a planet. And it's much more likely if we ever can colonize somewhere out of our solar system, it's going to be sending legions of robots first to set the thing up. It's like, hey, go set up the tent for me and spend 500 years building the whole planet up. And by the time we get there, it really at that point we might not even want to go it's just like we're going to have a, a you know probably a, whatever say thousand years in the future the year 3000 
10 human colonies and 3000 colonies of humanoid robots that are much better at expanding and surviving than we are. I mean, it very well might be that we aren't the ones that carry on humanity in the future. It's just our children that are made out of metal and that can survive much easier. I have yeah, three. This is kind of what I was getting at earlier about, um, you know, other, um, you know, other forms of life or other definitions of life. Mm. I think that there it's, it could, it's possible that there was life that went through the same stages that we are going through and developed AI, artificial intelligence that was able to essentially be, like you said, our children as a species. And at that point, you don't like fuck water. You don't need water. You need fossil fuel. You need solar, wind, whatever. You need like, energy. You need, you need energy. And they have a basically a complete, I mean, this is out there, but it's certainly possible that, you know, and if we're looking for signs of life in the form of water and we, we are millions of years too late and this form of life has already developed artificial intelligence that has essentially colonized the planet, then we're looking for the wrong things. And, and this is a, this, I mean, do you call it life? I don't know, but, um, but it's a really good point, you know, like, I think that that could be the case that they, you know, other forms of life went through the same stages that we're going through now, got to robots made of whatever, but yeah, it very well could be, we just don't know. What were you going to say, Dylan? I was going to say to, 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 to add something to what Aaron just said is that, the chances of us going through a wormhole and finding another earth that is still in the year literally negative like 2000 bc is funny and possible like we're we're in 2021 but we go back there and it's like our same folks right fighting the sword still and, and like, we talked about this before too but again i know i'm a stickler for dates it's there 2022 because we're all in the same timeline as far as the universe goes yeah but for them it would feel like that that's their year, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They could be, they could be at eight thousand, or they could be at uh, on their calendar. Right. And you're like, yo, like they're still fighting with swords. Like, do we land? Like, <laughs> or, yeah. that's one thing. And then another. I bet we always do land. Now we're like, ah, fuck, we made it this far, yeah, right? Fuck it, yeah. Let's well, fuck their we'll, life up. Yeah, we'll here. talk to them about this stuff, <laughs> which could have happened to us in the past, where like there's someone who's ten thousand years ahead of us, and they're landing all of our stuff, building pyramids, doing all that crap. Um, the other thing is something you guys didn't mention is really interesting because it, it is it is AI, but has anyone seen the movie Moon? Yes. Dude. Um, That's a pretty close base too. Moon is our closest colony we can do there. The little mining colony on the moon. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But that guy um, in the movie, you know. Sam he's, Rockwell. He's, he's up there and he's excited to be one of the the pioneers and just to take care of the moon base and do or whatever he's doing spoilers for the movie moon before yeah, we go spoiler on. you can close it if you haven't seen it but um you'll forget it immediately it's fine but he 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 goes back into his capsule to just go back to earth and see his family which he starts to realize is all implanted in his head and then he breaks into the basement and realizes that there's like thousands of him there and the company sent him up and he's a clone he thinks he just got there he like a couple of years ago. There, 
his, he's like the yeah. 100th clone that's thought the same thing over yeah, exactly. and over again. they all have it's the same awesome. story they all think they all watch these videos and talk to his wife and his kid he's like can't we be back with you guys and then yep. they try to kill him but then he ends up escaping and going to earth and being like yo there's some fucking shit up there i'm a clone and yeah. I'm a real human and what happens is the, they start to kill him slowly with like the whatever it is and that could be a way to do it too is that we could send some guy like that out there that once his body breaks down, they just go, all right, time to go back. And then they kill him. Then the next clone comes online and goes up there and thinks he's part of like a new thing. Like there's so many ways. to do Yeah. That. I mean, that's basically what we were talking about with artificial intelligence. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, okay. Well, I was like thinking that. more like robots and stuff like, but he, is yeah, but, but I mean, yeah, but as cloning. Yeah. It could be a way too. We don't really know how to do that yet. The same way to clone adult it human bodies like that, but but that would be a great way yeah. to do it though, and that's a really good point. Yeah, Aaron, watch yeah. the movie Moon if and if you haven't seen. But what it, a horrific know. way to put someone through! I mean, obviously Terrible. we see how it works. It's, it's it's literally sending someone to a life of torture and lies. But I guess we could do yeah. it. Fuck them. Yeah. We do worse things to people for less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so if you humans are terrible, our guests out there who haven't seen Moon, I'm assuming you haven't seen 2001: A Space Odyssey because you should probably see that first. Those are both fantastic related. movies. Fantastic movie, very related. Um, definitely, if you have some edibles or something, it's the type of movie that's going to help you with that, um, or just smoke or whatever you feel like doing. It's like it's they're long and uh, very slow paced because space is quiet, space is slow. So mm-hmm. the movies really make you feel like you're on the space station, and it's fascinating. But both are are are, t- are, are on Rotten Tomatoes. Both of them, I think, have what nine nine percent. Oh yeah, they're fucking time. fantastic. They're not like some garbage uh, eyeborgs. Not to make fun. Yeah, but yeah, they give like, sci-fi. I mean, those are the sci-fi movies that give sci-fi a good name. Sci-fi people think about like yeah, like eyeborgs or fucking you know Sharknado, Star Trip, or yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. That's kind of sci-fi, that's but shit, cool, like but Moon in two thousand and one. It's like that's no, the real that's shit. The that's the heavy hitters. Sci-fi movies or yeah, those they're so good. It, it not only it describes what the future could be for humanity, it describes like what humanity's like currently. I mean, usually sci-fi is just a reflection of who we are now. And movies like Moon that can, you know, make someone's entire life and lie to them and abuse them. It, that kind of shit happens on Earth today. It's kind of a reflection of reality, kind of like how horror movies teach us what we're scared of now. It's not about what goes bump in the night and it's haunting you. It's about what we're really scared of in modern life. And the best movies can reflect that and show it right back to your face. That's exactly. what makes them all timers. The older mm. you get, the more you realize that those movies try to teach you a story. And that's how fucking yeah. But so before we wrap up, I want to touch on something that you guys both brought up earlier, which is about if we do, let's say we do have our new colony, wherever it may be, who is going to own it? Is there going to be owned? It's going to be shared because my consensus seems to be that the way things are going now and the incentives are going is that they're going to be owned by corporations hell yes (laughs) you're going to be on walmart's alpha centauri or whatever like that's what you're going to be on and not only are they putting the money into it they're putting the resources into it and things like nasa are still space programs for nations but you know, back when Neil Armstrong was putting that fucking flag up there, that was a, a symbolic gesture. We can't own the moon yet. I'm sure Nestle is trying to put their claws all over it. But in my perspective, I think that it's probably going to be mostly company based. And they're going to say, here's your corporate package. Pay us, you know, whatever life insurance policy will get you to the place. You'll wake up in 100 years and then you'll be, a, a, a you know, a member of whatever corporation X is going to be part of it. It seems more likely than a nation wanting to conquer a planet hundred miles away because it's about that money, baby. 
I think the they want bodies. Ask is, do you want to work for the government, a corporation, or a startup? Uh, as and, and have them <laughs> rely. Re, that, that's the way you live your life on a planet. So if you work for a startup, loose boundaries. Everything's flexible, whatever it is, but you'll probably die. Lack of resources. A corporation yeah. Yeah. Is, is going understands completely that to be successful, a corporation in today's day has to provide you fair treatment and take care of most of your needs and give you a fucking Yeah, and all corporations do that. And That's what we know about The government gives you like extra stuff, but it really treats yeah. you like shit. So, <laughs> and then there's like horrible rules and you're- Well, the government like, treats their employees pretty well. And then there are people they serve terribly. The corporations treat their employees terribly, but the people they serve pretty well. It's like a kind of a dichotomy it's right the there. The whole thing is that like, I, I quite frankly, back to our billionaire people, I don't know if it was, it's it's tough like i don't know because all of them like there's horror stories from amazon from elon from spacex and tesla and from richard branson i just from virgin his company's called virgin yeah it'd be kind of weird or it used to be he shuttered every corporation besides virgin galactic i think yeah you can't buy cds from virgin atlantic anymore and my cell phone service virgin mobile's been sold out so i think all he's doing is just trying to get to space and he did it so he might just die now yeah he's not really (laughs) Trying to he just come back. shuttered every company. Yeah, and, yeah, and you know, he didn't even go to space. He did, but he, it's not the same. No, yeah, they went, he went to the upper atmosphere of Earth. He yeah. basically, went, you know what, you go to the state line, you go, oh, I was there, and then you just turn around on the highway, you go to the next exit. Like, you yeah. were kind of there, but you didn't really Yeah, I there. think what he's doing is he, his, his goal is to provide tours, be like, all right, you guys pay us enough money, we'll take you to the edge of space, you can float around like this for a bit, and then we'll land. Right, a very there. unique luxury experience, yeah, not, that's about it. We're not putting you on a rocket that is... Uh, one of two different dick-shaped rockets. We're not sure which one you want yet, but um, do you want the chode or or the, or the yeah. thick dick? The thick fucking silver dick. We're not sure yet, but and bring you actually, you actually be go to space and do space stuff as opposed to like yeah. a, a nice airplane ride. You know, mm-hmm. commercial space flights. I I feel like it's just so far, you know, out of out of the main like conversation. You know, like it's just like. I, I think like that will be successful, but in its own market completely. To answer your question, Joe, I would say that the government would take the ownership. I mean, there's just because that, that they, actually, they ultimately run things on planet yeah, Earth, but how can you oppose your rule when you're that far away? How much leverage can you get a hundred light years away, though? The corporation, when they when they land on there, it's going to be all their rules. Because you can garnish their capital and means of resources on Earth. On Earth, okay, I see what you mean. So, I mean, yeah, you can shut them down on Earth, and if you don't have the resources to get there, then it doesn't it doesn't matter. That's what I'm thinking. Like their reach is only as far as you can reach. Like right, if another corporation starts a calling another planet. That's automatically their rules as soon as you get there. If you can't enforce laws, there might as well not be any laws. So they can try to change the corporation on Earth, but out there, you can't change what's going to go on out there. The only way I think that corporations would be able to maintain that position of power would would be if they were able to harness enough resources and control on that planet to essentially outweigh the government, which... But at least on that planet, they could. If you literally had a planet's worth of resources, you could outgun any government on Earth that's been running resources for the past, you know, whatever billion years that we've been draining them out. I don't know. It's yeah. a, it's just an interesting thing to think about. I think it's be a corporation. Yeah. I'm not I, NASA, as we've expressed, is way behind the eight ball. 
or mm. the white ball, whatever ball they aren't supposed to. <laughs> no, yeah, behind the eight ball. That's what you talking about before, Dylan. It's it's not you it, when you're a, a scientific organization, you can go just spend money on learning things. When you're a corporation, it's bottom line. So as soon as you're investing in things, you need to have something return on investments, like you it mentioned. It does before. unless you are the the pager players right now. They're not looking at their ROI on this. Like, no, if you're a corporation, though, you have to. If you're an, if an independently wealthy billionaire, you can do whatever the fuck you well, want. When you get to that point, but this R and D stage, they're just burnt, literally burning it. Yeah, like, they. There's, but but when they when they have this state, but a colony on Mars, there is going to be a, 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 a ROI situation for sure. That's the but thing. Right like now, they, has in to order be. to finance these operations, they have debt that is on Earth. Like there's Shit's there's so no weird. way. Right, but what do you think you should ship with debt on Earth when you live in fucking? Approximate center, you're gonna be like, yeah, yeah that, but that's. But the, the we don't even the, care about the Chinese debt today, but, and they're right across the, the pond. True, but the conversation of control is going to happen way before they even like even put the first flag down, put the first Amazon Blue Origin flag down. Like, right, right. The the conversation of control happen will happen so early that the leverage will all be on the government side. That's my opinion, anyway. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Other option, one of us finds a wormhole, goes to a cool planet, and just becomes one of them. No ROI, no fucking this shit. Avatar. No Jim corporation. Cameron. Just you and the new folks. I want to be a Navi, baby. <laughs> I want to put my ponytail on a dragon's ass and fly around. Just you and the new group there, just being one. I like uh, throughout this podcast, uh, the conversation of finding a wormhole has been like finding a local Starbucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just find one and find one and walk through. Yeah, why, why would you go and harvest the coffee beans, dry them out, grind them out, put them through a coffee filter, hot water? Just go to Starbucks and buy a fucking venti and be done with it. Just get easier. your pilot's license. It takes six months and just go do circles around the Bermuda Triangle until something happens. And then one day, get in that end up in another world. And your arms and legs will be through the hull of a steel ship. If It'll you do it that way, though, that was like that was like a forced thing but if you just naturally find <laughs> yeah there's a quick tap on what, what Aaron was saying though I thought it's pretty similar I mean in my mind to uh flight where when people were originally developing aircraft it seemed out of the question that people would be allowed on those things I mean when you're developing larger and larger and faster aircraft you're not going to get on that thing that's a government project it's a military project you're not getting on there but you know a couple of years ago now you can spend a couple hundred bucks and i could be down in florida in three hours on that exact aircraft so sometimes it's just a matter of time and matter of technology before we all get up in space and do whatever the hell they are planning for us up there we just can't foresee the technology much like we can't foresee if we can uh, utilize wormholes we'll only know as the future arises and we can only plan for it for what we have now much like we can only view future sustainable planets based on Earth, all we know so far. That's it, so we got. But her mommy is yelling no, and her daddy has told her to go. So I wanna ask you guys a couple of questions personally for you guys before we wrap it up. Number one, how close are we to making this reality to an actual Martian colony if you had to guess? But let's say everything goes forward as planned. How long do you think it would be before we have, let's say, hundred people living there and starting to start shit up for us. Let's not say like a, you know, a full city, but like, you know, something that's sustainable and is actually a reality where you don't think that's insane. Like, well, how could that exist? You're like, Oh yeah, there's those people on Mars that do the thing. Six. How long do you think? Six. Yeah. Okay. That might be a little bit. 
That's what they said. That's what they based on facts. That's what. That's what there's going to be 100 people on a, starting to build a colony in six years. Well, there'll be like 15 first, but they're going to, that's a one way ticket. They're immediately going to start building colony. Mm. I guess, I guess, yeah, that's 15, a good point. Yep. I guess, I guess I mean a little bit beyond just landing, like actually being the, like, this is yeah. the real thing we're doing, not just a, they, not an experimental mission. They, they have to start building a colony immediately or else they'll die. Mm-hmm. So you believe that you believe their prediction of six years? Yeah, 2028. 20, which is like six years almost. I mean, like let's just say seven because it's twenty twenty one. Yeah, but yeah. Like six and a half years from now, they are. That's the plan for SpaceX, and I believe it. Okay, Aaron, do, are you on board with that, or do you think it might be a little bit shorter, I mean, or longer? Certainly, I. I want to say longer, but like at the same time, I I have no idea. I mean, they have rockets that land themselves now, so. True. Um. They land themselves on Earth, though, to be fair. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah. But, like, a huge step from where we came. Um, I would say, I mean, I would probably say closer to 10. But, honestly, it's probably going to be somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you guys sign up for a trip? No. How, how long into it? If it was 20 years in, would you sign up for a trip there? You're, you're good here for now. Nah, I'm good here, man. Don't need to do that. Yeah. All set. Don't need to we're gonna, sign we're gonna my life way to a corporation like that. going to be like, oh, come on. We're just going to space. And we'll be like, nope, I'm safe. Yeah, I agree, too. Like, old people don't even want to get on a plane to go to fucking North yeah. Carolina. Never mind to uh, Mars. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm good here. Yeah, no, I'm all set. I am totally cool. If it just gets too hot, I'll move north. I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't have any reason. To... Move away from the coasts and towards the poles. That's fair Well, you just good. take your entire life, like all of the things you know with you anyways. And like, I, what if you just, I mean, like they, they pick people, the whole point of being an astronaut is they, they, one of the biggest qualifications in the Challenger documentary is getting people that are easy to get along with. Right. You're going to be stuck the whole with point them. Being an astronaut. You're stuck with these people. Everybody's going to be flexible, easygoing. Conflict resolution is going to be a thing. Communication is going to be really, really well. Like good, good group people. But even then, you start getting more and more people. That variable gets weirder. And all of a sudden, you're stuck in it's Mars true. with some fuck. And then you're like, you know, you're trying to repopulate the Earth, and but everyone else is with the person. Yeah, no one will put out. It's like just... a bunch of prudes. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, that's that could happen. And it's like wicked sucky and... It just then you're like there's no food like you just stuck with Netflix. I mean it couldn't. It's probably not that bad if you have to do it, but overall. Oh, you better bring Netflix on a hard drive. I don't think the Wi-Fi is gonna make it to Mars. Well, they'll figure something. Mars by it. Yeah. But, um, Come on. Yeah, Tesla's <laughs> like we're gonna beam all the newest things to Mars. We're gonna well, do the news. Wi- I think Wi-Fi is gonna have to be essentially. I mean they're gonna they're gonna put their own Starlink up or something because like there's no way. Yeah, Mars Starlink maybe. Mars Link. Yeah, yeah I think I think at that point Starlink will be up and there. But again, don't forget the speed of light can't be organ as far as we know. So the fast, as fast as it is from satellites to beam down to your phone, it still takes so long to get to Mars. It takes a long time. I mean, I think it's about yeah, eight minutes to the sun. Starlink set up in the Earth. Can't we set it up on Mars? That's what I'm saying. See, they're they're definitely gonna set up Starlink on Mars. Right. Have to, have to, right? You gotta have yeah, communication. Well. Yeah, gotta have the communication. So yeah, my That's answer is definitely a solid no. I don't feel like being a, a test monkey for a right yeah i also don't think i would have hopped in the mayflower it for example on earth i'd be like i'd be like you guys just tell me how it is uh, yeah, yeah i, I, I don't know my tea go. and my coffee and yeah my i'll see it on instagram i like sleeping <laughs> on solid ground and not you know puking and watching my whole family die because you run out of food and shit like that and it sounds yeah, like awful. i got a home in the 
house and shit. Like I'm, I don't need to go do that. Yeah. Forget about the potential accidents. Even if it's planned perfectly, there's always some shit that could go wrong. And then human error, real problem, not having it. There you go. And the last one I want to ask you guys, which is kind of the whole basis of the conversation was, do we even really deserve another planet? We kind of fucked this one up. Do we get to keep getting new ones and fucking, I don't get, it's like getting a car when you're 16 years old and totaling it. Are we really deserve a nice new Mercedes Benz after we already got one? I mean, I know we learned about it slowly and we're just humans, but it's kind of sounds strange. Like, all right, we got to get a couple more of these bad boys and destroy them too and keep tearing through the galaxy. It kind of seems fucking selfish. Well, you just said it. I mean, when you're 16, you told your car, you don't get the Mercedes Benz. You get the you get the fucking Dodge Neon in Mars. Oh, it depends on how your parents treat you. The fucking Dodge Neon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I can't say it any better than how Dylan just said it. So, <laughs> so we do deserve a new car. It just better be a beat up Dodge Neon, not a nice new Lamborghini. That's fair. Yep, yep. That's... We shouldn't have to walk around everywhere, but we also shouldn't get a nice new luxury car somewhere in the middle. Right, there. right. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. your parents are trying to just help you out best they can. Sure. <laughs> All right. With that, let's fucking pop into final thoughts. Unless you guys want to take one more break, but I'll go into final thoughts. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm all set. All right, right I'm good. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, we want to start with our, our uh, lovely guest, Aaron. Thank you again for coming on. Would you give us your final thoughts? Can be as short or as long as you like. It's all you, buddy. What is your final thoughts on space colonization? Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's going back to some of my previous points, you know, it's crazy to think about right now, a lot of the things that, that we're talking about, but technology is advancing exponentially. And, you know, a lot of the things we had, we have today, we're, we're completely out of the question for our our grandparents, their grandparents, and so on. So I think it will happen faster than we expect. But it will yeah. happen. Yeah. Yep. Right That's on. Totally solid, Aaron. Um, I think that uh, it's in our DNA. No stopping this crazy train. <laughs> All aboard. Couldn't stop people leaving Africa, expanding. Couldn't stop people colonizing other. Uh, places like north america it's just it's just what the human race does and now now it's really dependent on not just religious freedom it's dependent on like the survival of our species absolutely yeah i I agree with both of you for sure i think that as the years goes on our technology is going to increase to a degree that we won't really recognize the problem we have now like the problems we have at this point seem so insurmountable to be able to do all the things we talked about today it's like you need like magic to do it, but that same magic would have made it possible for a rocket to get to the moon almost 50 years ago now and beyond that. So I think it, it definitely is possible and it very well might be necessary the way we're treating the planet now. I just hope that we get to all have our fair share of sending whatever our descendants would be there rather than just four or five billionaires making it their private island as the world burns around them, which just seems to be what they want to do going forth there. <laughs> But uh, we, we, we shall see. We shall see how it goes. But I'm excited to see uh, the future of all that and how it goes down. I don't want to be the first one to show up and put the boots on the ground, much like I wouldn't want to be the first one to start a town. I'm just way too lazy and too um, uh, much of a wuss to do it. But I'll, I'll, if once you set it up, I'll go visit. 
Oh. <laughs> you got beds you get a couple of drinks in the toilet i'll, I'll show up sure yeah they'll need to be drinks no one's going there without drinks right, right. <laughs> even the people off the bat that's something that's gonna have to be a thing. they only take space currency but you know only space cash yep, space, space cash, cash. <laughs> all good hope they're more creative in the future than just adding space in the front of everything <laughs> yeah. oh, this is my space house we just call it a house yeah, yeah. Right. Yep, that is the most well said by space the whole podcast, Aaron. <laughs> I can't believe she space dumped me after our space one night stand. What a space bitch! Space bitch. Well said, Aaron. That's exactly what we need to say to wrap this up. <laughs> Take Aaron's note. Um, Hey, dude, th- thanks, Aaron, so much for being on the podcast. You know, we hadn't had a guest for it. So good to have you. It's good to talk to you, first of all. But thanks for being on the podcast and contributing to this weirdo conversation we have. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. I've had a blast. I love talking about space. Glad to hear. Thanks for your expertise in space as much as we have. And, uh, and come back to the podcast. Come back to the Batesman soon. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So thanks for joining Dylan, Joe, and Aaron on today's special galactic episode of the Dylan and Joe basement podcast coming from your hosts, Dylan and Joe keep looking up at the stars. It could be where your grandkids buy a cottage space cottage (laughs) (laughs) with a space mortgage (laughs) space lawn space foreclosure. Pop whatever their pop space. Space corn. Space corn. Space corn. Space corn. They pay their space cash. Get their space. Not horn corn. Space corn. Space corn, and they use space cash to get their space. Space cash. How stupid is your species? Space pay space terminals and. Baby fart McGee Zax is the emissary to the planet Earth. <laughs> My dad owns a dealership. I'll put all the pictures up so it makes more sense what we're saying. <laughs> On a rocket that is uh, one of two different dick-shaped rockets. We're not sure which one you want yet, but... Um, Do you want the chode or, or, the, or the thick dick? The thick fucking silver dick. We're not sure yet, but and then you're like... You know, you're trying to repopulate the earth, but everyone else is with the person. Yeah, no one will put out. It's like Just... a bunch of prudes. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's that could happen. It's like wicked sucky, and it just then you're like, there's no food. Like you just stuck with Netflix. I mean, it could. It's probably not that bad if you have to do it, but overall. Oh, you better bring Netflix and a hard drive. I don't think the Wi-Fi is gonna make it to Mars. Props for this second segment. Second segment, part two. We haven't brought the alien glasses in in a while. Look, we're talking about the stars again. Stars, aliens. I mean, yeah, we, we, aliens are always like an easy topic, so we always try to see how creative we can get before we get to that point. <laughs> I don't care where we go yeah. in this podcast. I always want to get to space and aliens at some point. Like, we got it's like our, our, like, <laughs> do not pass go. That's our go. 
Yeah. Gotta pass it every once in a while. Do all the podcasts and then aliens like you're talking about, like global <laughs> politics of the French Revolution that ends up in aliens. <laughs> yeah, illegal aliens coming into my country. <laughs> yeah.